When her life hung in the balance, her 31 family was right there alongside her family and friends. In today's episode, director Kristen Christensen shares her journey of diagnosis, liver transplant, and recovery. And she can't thank her pink bubble enough for booing her up through an unthinkably difficult time. Not only is she an inspiring survivor, but she's a powerful example of consistency and big-hearted success with her 31 business. You'll want to take notes as this top PV achiever and PAC member shares her strategies for hitting those big sales goals, as well as her take on nurturing relationships. Sneak peek, don't be afraid to be that walking billboard and take time to re-engage customers from the past. She also opens up about those moments over the past decade when she's wondered if she should continue with 31 and a technique she's learned to work through life's tough seasons. Let's just say it involves babysitting, but not in the way that you're thinking of. Listen in for uplifting insights as I sit down with Kristen to talk about creating a life that brings you joy. As a 31 consultant or leader, you're a successful entrepreneur who touches lives in meaningful ways, but you've also got a lot on your plate. With all that you do, you deserve a few minutes each week to fill your cup. Welcome to the CER Podcast, named after 31's mission to celebrate, encourage, and reward. This podcast is exclusively for you, our 31 potential leaders and leaders. Consider this your weekly power-up packed with quick, high-impact takeaways, specific steps to boost your business, simplify your life, and spread joy. It's my privilege to be your host and biggest cheerleader, Cindy Monroe. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the CER podcast. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for having me. I am so excited. We have so much to talk about today, including your top strategies for making the most of the opportunity for big sales this holiday season. But first, I'd like to start with a part of your journey that is so inspiring. We have had a chance to connect many, many times, and you have shared that years ago, you had a terrible health setback that nearly took your life. Do you mind sharing a little bit more of that with your 31 sisters and how you came through that and how 31 was there for you? I would love to. Um, I started 31 over 11 years ago, and I have had a pretty, the beginning of my 31 journey was pretty, I guess what you would call standard. I, I booked, I sold, I shared. And then when I became a leader, I led and I kind of fit 31 into the bits and pieces. I made some relationships and then things really changed for me in 2019. Um, I was at Leader Summit in Orlando, which was amazing. I love Orlando. Disney is my very favorite place to be. And we even got to visit on that trip. Um, And even though I was with my amazing friends and doing wonderful things at Summit, that trip was just so different. I I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty fun person. I love to dance. I love to have a great time. I love to stay up late. And um, I love a lively party. 
But on that trip, I just could not do it. I was so tired. I could not um, really eat anything. I couldn't drink anything. My legs like swelled up like tree trunks. And I I just could not figure out what was going on. It was a wonderful summit, but it certainly raised my eyebrows. Like what in the world is going on? A couple mm. months later, when I got home, I just kept noticing that my energy was just draining and my body just kept swelling up. And I went to see a specialist, I went to see another specialist, and I had test after test. And eventually in June, I found out that my liver was in full-on end-stage failure and that there wasn't anything that could be done about it. We didn't know at the time what was causing my liver disease. We do know now that it was an autoimmune disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the time, we had no idea what was going on. And I was told that I wouldn't survive without a liver transplant. So I was listed in June of 2019 for a liver transplant. And it was, it was a wild summer to say the least. It was almost as if once my brain knew what was actually going on, my body kind of gave itself permission that, okay, we can really start to shut down now. And, um, I have an amazing family. I have an amazing um, group of friends, but my 31 family was amazing too. They, the amount of support that I received is just something that I still look back and I just, I just can't even believe that that happened. My health declined super rapidly and the messages, the cards, the calls, the mail from my 31 sisters, from home office, from all of the different um, support people in my life. I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. My family couldn't believe it. So finally, um, in early September, I received a call that there was an organ available for me. And when I arrived at the hospital, about five or six members from our 31 team locally were there with comfort items and hugs. Um, And then after my transplant, my leader, Angie DeLong, who I, I could go on for an entire podcast about how amazing she and her family are, but she was one of my caregivers afterwards when my family had to be with my children, getting them to all of their activities and and doing all the things that we needed to do to get them back to normal life. The DeLongs were there to really help us and to step in. And Angie stayed over with me in the hospital. Um, we had a wonderful little sleepover and she helped me. Um, get some laughs during a really difficult time. And I am just forever grateful for them. Uh, The Maui trip happened. So many of you were in Maui while I was in the hospital. I was so sad to miss out on that trip, um, but I was on my own special trip at that time. Um, I received a care package from Maui from friends who were um, on that trip of all the different fun things and cookies and coconut things and um, all kinds of really fun things from the Maui trip. And I just, I can't even... I can't even begin to think of what a blessing it was to not only have my family, but also to have my pink bubble family and to have all of those people praying for us, all of those people helping to support us. And um, of course, just the blessing from Jesus to be here and the blessings from my donor and, and their family for me to be here. Oh my goodness. I just first have to share with you, like, During all of that, every time I would see you, you were just so positive, always beaming with joy and hope. And I don't know, you're just such an inspiration. And to just hear that story all over again, I'm just, you know, in awe of just how you have 
come through that and how you just continue to stay positive and you are, you continue to lead and be so successful in so many ways. But I think most of all, I'm super happy just to hear and be reminded of the culture that we have at 31. And as I look back over the last 20 years, you know, one of my greatest hopes is that women would empower, you know, other women and inspire other women, not only to succeed, but to be there for each other and to be the friends that we, you know, really need in our life. And so I'm just so thankful for that. I'm so thankful to have been on this journey in 31 and to be, um, you know, just in awe of people like you that are close in my circle and that support this vision that I had over 20 years ago, and that still lives out today. So thank you so much. And not only are you super amazing and inspiring and joyful all the time, you have achieved so many amazing things. So congratulations on everything you've achieved. You've been a leader for 10 years. You have been a top achiever in PV. You've just reached 500,000 in personal sales. You're a member of PAC this year. So exciting. You have earned countless incentive trips. We have been so many places together. And, you know, I just think that you have been consistent in your business. So we're here in the thick of our holiday shopping season. And I would love for you to maybe share some actual tips on how you have been so consistent and achieved such big sales goals. Well, I I think it all comes down to the things that we hear all the time and just staying consistent with the things that we hear all the time. We hear about new and nurture a lot. Um, one of our 31 coaches talked to us about this years ago, and it's always just stuck with me. The idea of bringing new customers into your sales funnel in any way that you can. And that can be parties, that can be sharing online, that can be networking, referrals, in any way that you can, bringing those people into your sales funnel so that they become a part of your network is extremely important. But oftentimes, we kind of lose sight of how important it is to nurture those who are already there, especially mm-hmm. if you've been in 31 for a long time and you have a large network. Yes, we want to follow up with people who are currently engaging with us, but we also want to bring people back into the fold that have engaged with us in the past. Somebody who just bought a large utility tote might not need another one right now, but somebody who bought one five years ago definitely needs another large utility tote right now. And plus, what we're offering is always changing. So we just really want to keep keep on sending them information and keep on giving them the message that, hey, I'm your person and look at what I have for you. I'm your person and we have all of this brand new things going on. We have all these great sales happening. Um, and I want you to know because you deserve to to be able to be alerted when there's something really great going on. So um, I really think it's important to periodically touch all of those people. And it doesn't really matter how you do that. But um, sending a personal email that sounds like you, sending a text um, that you wrote that sounds like you. Um, And again, just when they think of 31 or when they think of organization and fashion, you want them to think of you? Yeah. So good. So whenever you think about like nurturing customer relationships, what are some of the other things that you have found that works best for you? 
Well, I really try to zero in on thinking about who most of my customers are. And um, of course, my business is open to everyone. And I want to serve everybody who shows up at my door and who shows up in my life. But um, I feel like busy moms and people who are juggling a lot of things, people who are working in and outside of the home and all of the things that they need. I think when I speak about what works for me, that also speaks to them. And so that's why it's just so important for it to to not just copy and paste something that you saw, but to really think about what, what do I need right now? What would speak to me? And then share that out. Because when it sounds genuine, people want to engage with you. For sure. And a relationship should be genuine. So whenever they do feel like that you are in it for them and not just, you know, for you, it's, it really helps kind of create that loyalty and for them to want to come back and shop with you. All right. So another sales related question, how do you approach marketing that keeps that flow of new customers. You talked about new and nurturing, but how do you create that marketing that creates that new customers coming in and then staying, you know, with you so that you can nurture them later? But really, how do you bring those new customers in? Well, again, I just really think that we always have to be open to the fact that anybody can be a new customer. And so when we are being our own billboard and we're being ready to just share, not that necessarily that, you know, I run this awesome business and I've been doing 31 for 11 years, but look at my bag and look how fantastic it is. Our products are a lot of times what draw people in to begin with. Um, Then people who follow us for a while and keep an eye on us, they can see how amazing our business is. But our products are usually what they're going to see first. And so we always want to be ready to talk about that. We always want to be ready to network and to say, you know what? When you're carrying that bag, when people ask you about it, here's my contact information. You'd be surprised how many people want to say, hey, I got a great deal on this and I got it from my 31 gal. Just like people love to say, oh, look at this cute dress. It has pockets. I got it at Target. They love to say where they got things and and women love to help each other out. And so being open for business all the time in that way. Then of course, in your parties and anytime that you're exposed to a brand new customer, you don't want that to just be a transactional sale. You need to put that person into your sales funnel so that all of your communication is going to go to them. Okay, so speaking of joining because you love the product, that's why you joined, right? And here over 10 years later, you're still with 31, leading a dynamic team and consistently reaching significant benchmarks. So what keeps you going with 31? And have you ever had times when maybe you felt like that you just weren't sure if you could keep going? And how did you work through those moments? Well, um, I on a podcast that I listened to for, for a long time, I really learned about the concept of babysitting your brain and understanding that every thought that we have isn't necessarily a fact. Our brain thinks all kinds of junk all day long, and we get to decide um, which thoughts we want to keep and which thoughts are nonsense. And when we think about things like nobody wants to join or nobody's buying right now, that's really not true. There's never been a time in 31 when nobody's buying. We always have a buyer. We always have people out there shopping. Um, And so we just need to keep sight of the fact that we're in charge of what we're thinking. We're in charge of whether we actually pull ourselves out of that funk and pull ourselves out of that thinking or whether we choose to sit in that thinking and feel defeated Um, because it's really hard 
when you have those concrete shoes on and you feel like you're defeated. So we always do have a customer and that's really important for us to keep in mind. Um, we always do have a new team member, somebody who needs our opportunity. Um, and then the other thing that I really try to do is I'm crazy busy. I have a full-time job. I have two teenage girls. My husband's a coach. I'm a coach. We're busy. And so I'm really protective of my time. I I make sure before I engage in any new business idea that I've actually decided if I think it's going to make a difference in my business. I see things all the time that people are doing that I think are wonderful, but they're not necessarily something that I need to be doing. Because if I don't have time to do it well, and I don't have time to do that business strategy with fidelity, then I need to stick with the things that I'm doing um, that I do have time for in my business. And if I've weighed something and I think, you know what, I have time to implement this well, I think it's going to work really well, then I'm going to really put the time in to do it and do it right and really give it a good try to see if it's going to work. So I think instead of just grabbing from here and there and here and there, think about what really works for you and just maybe put the other things in a parking lot. Put the other things in a place where when I need something new, I know this is here. Okay, so I want to dig on in on that one just a little bit more real quick. How do you undo things that you find aren't working for you? So I loved how you just shared analyzing, like bringing new things in, but you are busy and I'm sure that there are things that you've started and you're like, is that still working? Like how, maybe walk us through that process of like taking something off your plate that's been on there for a while. Yeah, you know, I just, I think it's, I think I just have to, again, try to babysit my brain and remember that it's not a failure to leave something behind if it's not working. Like, it's okay, okay to quit doing something that doesn't work. And honestly, generally, nobody's going to notice that you quit doing it except for you when you have more time. If it wasn't working anyway, then just chop it off. Stop doing it. Um, and then choose something worthy to put in its place. I think we uh, kind of the opposite sometimes happens too, where we're doing something and it's working. And we do, we look back and we don't even realize that we stopped doing something that was working. Yes. And so we can also do that. And we can look back when something's not working and think, why did I start doing this thing that isn't working? And is something else that I was doing before that was it working? And, and it just kind of faded away. Because I think sometimes that happens over time too. But don't be married to something if it's not working. Just let it go. Those are such good takeaways for here at the end of the year. Because I think that whenever we go into the new year, we do have that opportunity to analyze what is working. What do we want to add to our plate? What do we want to take off our plate? And I love you saying that it's not a failure just because it didn't work. That does not mean it was a failure. So, oh my goodness, so many good takeaways. Okay, what other advice would you have for consultants who are working hard to build their business or anything that you wish that you had known whenever you first started? I just wish that I would have really known that every single customer that we come in contact with and every single person that we share our business with is still going to be part our network 10 years down the road. When we start with 10 or 15 contacts at the very beginning of our business, and pretty much our family and friends, that's who we have when we start with, we don't really look at the big picture about what happens every single time we get connected to someone through those people. We don't really look at that exponential growth that happens and then still trace it back to like, there's still those first individuals 
And there's still that second layer of individuals. And we get really caught up sometimes in, I have to put all of my effort into follow-up with the people who have just bought something or that have just engaged with me. And that's really important. But, you know, the hundreds and maybe for some of you, thousands of people that you already have in your network, those people are also red hot leads. They're already there. So although you're following up and you're providing that pink glove service, we still want to make sure that we're not forgetting that we have this whole base that we've already built. And and we need to be addressing that base a lot, going back to it several times, um, you know, over the course of a season. Yeah. And then you they just want to we've already mentioned it, be loyal to you and to build off that. So it's so good. All right. So let's talk about um, your family a little bit and how they feel about your 31 crew. You've already mentioned your husband's a coach, that y'all are very busy. You've got two teenagers. So what do they um, love about 31 or how have y'all incorporated into your family? Well, um, I have always involved my family because they do know that it takes time. And so for them to be able to see what the time is going to is really important um, for their buy-in. My husband's been on lots of trips, so um, he's very bought in. <laughs> Every time we get to go someplace new, he thinks that that's amazing. Um, and my daughters are going to experience a 31 trip for the first time in June with Disney. And I am so excited for that. We were fortunate enough years ago to take them during the Wishes Come True incentive. Um, we weren't with 31, though, so I'm so excited for them to actually be in the pink bubble and experience that um, because they're a part of the work, too. They do help with, with sorting. They do help with post office runs. They help with all kinds of things. Um, and sometimes they give up a little bit of mom time for 31, too. So they, um, they're super supportive we are super busy, but um, 31 allows me to do fundraisers when it comes to their different activities that they're involved in. Um, and 31 also allows me some flexibility when it comes to when I'm going to work and when I need to just put work aside and be present with some different things. And so my family all in all really loves that I do 31. It affords us many opportunities that our teaching salary alone would not. And do y'all talk about that? Do you talk about like, what are the specific things that 31 helps pay for or takes care of? Yeah, we talk about the fact that most of our fund money honestly comes from 31. Our bills are paid um, a lot of times through our other job. Although as my business has grown, um, we've also been able to add some other extras um, that we would call now our bills that are paid for with 31. And it's been such a blessing in that way. But so many trips that we've taken I have pictures of my daughters, you know, holding up 31 in the pictures from our vacations because that's where the money comes from. And so my whole family has just been very appreciative for the opportunity. Well, and they see you working hard. And I think not only do they see what it allows you guys to do, but I mean, you're passing on this amazing work ethic for them. And so it's so great. So faith is an important part of everything that we do at 31, and it comes from the name to just how we treat people, and we realize that it looks different for everyone. So what does faith mean to you, and how has it influenced your 31 journey? Well, um, I believe my faith has shaped my business from the from the beginning, from the saying yes. I 
I really feel like there has been glimpses and glimmers um, of Jesus being involved in our in my business and in the connections with different people um, that I have made. I I just can't even describe how right it has felt from the beginning. Um, and I really think that it has helped my family to also um understand some of the some of the discussions that we have about that things really do happen for a reason that we're connected with all of these wonderful friends and that we've done all these wonderful things and none of this happened by accident that we've received all this extra support in a time when our family needed it the most and none of that has happened by accident um i i do really take to heart when you talk about your faith and how it's it's it was the reason why our business happened to begin with and it has been the catalyst to the growth of our business and i i just feel like that um has happened on a similar scale in in our family too and so i i'm just ever so grateful i love that i do um you know i often have shared about just my moment of feeling like okay god telling me just to keep the doors are open to keep walking through. And I was like trying to tiptoe and he's like, no, just walk through, run through. They, they are open. And I've just seen you just walk through those doors, even in your personal life with your health journey and then with leadership and um, just even your peers. And so I'm just so thankful for all the ways that you have showed up and how you have continued to walk through those doors. So thank you, Kristen. This has been so great. Anything else you would want to share with our listeners? No, I just want to say thank you again to Cindy and the Monroe family, um, just for for being inspiring, for sharing your faith and sharing um, your vision with us for all of these years. It's really made a difference in our lives and I know in the lives of my team and all of my 31 sisters. Well, thanks, Kristen. So great to hear from you today. And just thanks for being vulnerable and sharing from your heart. And congratulations again on all of your success. Thank you. Well, that wraps up today's episode. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening so you don't miss out on a single episode. And make sure to take a quick second to leave us a five-star review. Thank you so much for listening to the CER Podcast, where you can come each week to soak up inspiration and discover ways to make your journey as a leader even more fulfilling. I'm so grateful we're all on this 31 journey together, helping others simplify life and spread joy. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week.